Welcome to the Autism and Neurodiversity Podcast. We're here to bring you helpful information from leading experts and give you effective tools and support. I'm Jason Grigla, a licensed counselor and founder of Techie for Life, a specialized mentoring program for neurodiverse young adults. And I'm Debbie Grigla, a certified life coach. And maybe most importantly, we're also parents to our own atypical young adults. Friends, hello, welcome. It's that holiday time of year, and there's lots going on. This is this episode is releasing in December, and this is part two of my three-part mini-series, Reducing Stress. If you don't develop the skills to manage your emotions and your emotional capacity, your emotions will manage you by default. Our mental and our emotional capacity is like a battery. And we only get so much, right? Depending on how we've charged it. You charge that battery up and then there's expenditures through the day. It's like your cell phone battery. If you don't charge it up at night, then you start off with a half full battery or maybe even lower, right? And you've got to find some some outlets to charge and plug that battery back in to get it recharged for it to work and function properly or it just shuts off and quits on you. And when we're in these holiday seasons or when there's big events or changes in the schedule and there's there's more things that want to go on our plate or that we want to put on our plate, we have to consider our emotional capacity, our energy, how much energy we have for things. And when more gets added onto our plate, it drains your battery. It drains your emotional reserves. It drains your energy. And so I want to help you reduce the likelihood, number one, of getting completely drained. And I want to help you support your child, teen, or young adult, especially if they're autistic or neurodivergent, from losing their energy charge. Okay, I want you to be able to support them from, from having their batteries completely drained. Because we know what that looks like, and it's not fun. So if you're not mentoring their recharging skills or your own, there's some pretty serious consequences that can happen. And it can be like long-term burnout, or a relationship can be damaged in the process. When we have too much on our plate, and we're too stressed, and we're not managing things based on how much emotional capacity, how much battery charge we have. You're not going to take a battery and not have a way to recharge it like on a long trip. You got to have sources of to recharge your battery. And it's the same thing for doing, if we're putting more demands on ourselves, we've got to have ways to refuel and, and charge back up. So when we can do that, when you, when you learn how to start practicing that and doing that and, and thinking in terms of that, pretty amazing things in your life, the the kind of changes that happen and what you're actually capable of doing changes, right? And this is really an amazing thing to be able to do in supporting your child, teen, or young adult also. So negative stress, I think it's really important to understand that, that when we have negative stressors, there's an accumulative effect that happens on the nervous system. Okay. Lots of little stressors over time build up 
and, and take a, a great toll on our nervous systems, especially if we're constantly stressed, but never really truly refueling. It's, it's kind of like with, again, with that, with the cell phone analogy, if you only charged your cell phone a little bit every day and spent it every time every day, over time your battery actually won't charge fully. There's some problems, it messes with the way the battery charges if if you're constantly running it completely down but never really fully charging it. It actually, the capacity goes down over time for that battery. And it's very similar with our nervous systems. If we're constantly stressed all the time, there's this accumulative effect that happens and then it comes out and, and it will seem like it comes out in unrelated ways. Like, why are they melting down now over this little thing? And you're like, but there's been all these other stressors building up to it. And this is especially true for our autistics and our neurodivergents who have a harder time regulating their nervous system. And so they don't have great skill sets. And so when they're stressed over time, they really start to, the stress gets so built up that they don't have the capacity to handle it anymore. That's when you start to see the really big meltdowns. That's when you see the longer term burnout. It can ha- That burnout can last over months or years. Their stress tolerance gets less and less and less. And that fight, flight, freeze, fawn response, which is just miserable, they, they just start to live in it. And that's how they cope is just from that that fight or flight, you know, stress response. And it hurts, right? It hurts them. It's not fun to be in a stress state all the time. It hurts their development because when we're trying to survive, we can't grow. Stressed plant is not going to sprout flowers and leaves, right? The stressed plant is just struggling to survive. And it hurts our relationships when we're putting demands and not managing for our emotional battery levels. Okay. And it creates this negative feedback loop that I talked about in part one, where when they're stressed and then we react to their stress. So now we're not tolerating it well and showing up with the resourcefulness and tools that we would normally have if we weren't stressed. And then they pick up on that stress, which then triggers even more fight flight response, which then triggers us. And we just create this, this never ending feedback loop of escalating stress levels. And so to manage our emotional batteries, if you will, we have to own our free will to do it. We have to choose to support ourselves and to support our children, our teens and our young adults in managing our emotional reserves, our energy reserves. So to do this, we want to look at what recharges our children, what recharges your teen, what recharges your young adult. Do they need that alone time? Do they need some time on a screen to chill and relax? Do they need a walk outside or do they need things to expend some of their restless energy? If you have a child that's that's more on the the hyperactive end. What recharges them? What recharges you? Are you somebody that that needs social to recharge? Are you someone that needs exercise or good food and diet and good sleep to recharge? Sleep's probably my, my biggest one. Or do you need that alone time with no distractions and people bugging and nagging at you? We gotta look at what recharges us. And it's a little different for everybody, depending on your nervous system and your personality and your maturity level, your your stage of development, and for your child. And then 
when we do choose to put things on our plate, and we have chosen, you know what, I still really want to do this big event or this big thing, and I know it'll be stressful. Or maybe you just find yourself in it. I, I miscalculated. I thought we'd kind of chosen what things we want to go to and what we want to let go, and we get into it, and we're still really stressed. Either way, when you have an overextended day, when you've really put out a lot of energy for something, you've got to factor in the rest and recovery time. You will need rest and recovery and so will your children. My girls are in dance and when they have a weekend of four big Christmas shows and they're all that goes into that, it's a a big emotional energy expenditure and it's kind of big for us too. I'm not, I'm not even the one on the stage dancing, but I'm cheering and I'm a part of it and I've helped get them there and ready and and then the after celebration, all of it is just a, it's, it's my favorite time of year, actually. I love it. And it's a big expenditure. So then on the back end of that, I don't want to have more parties or things to go to. I want to have a day of rest. I want to let my girls sleep in. I want to not be having to make big meals or, or do anything. Like we need a day to chill and relax after a big weekend, maybe a couple days of it, right? And it means sometimes saying no and missing some things that we would really enjoy being at or doing, but it's worth it. We've got to factor in time to recharge when we've had a big day. And then third, I just want to offer this. I coach a lot of parents, especially moms, and sometimes we fall into, into the trap of believing that there's nothing that we can do. Or that we just simply don't have time to take care of ourselves and recharge. And I want to call BS on that. You're an adult and you can decide today that you are a parent that makes time for your children, teens, and young adults to be able to recharge. You are going to support them in recharging and, and having rest and recovery time. And you can decide today that you're a parent who makes sure that you support your own rest and recovery, that you support yourself in recharging your batteries, however that looks like. We have to start taking responsibility for this and stop blaming it on things getting put on our plate. We choose what goes on our plate. Sometimes that means that we're going to take some things off our plate and people will be disappointed. And that's okay. It's okay for people to be disappointed. If they weren't disappointed, they didn't really want you there, right? It's okay for them to be disappointed and you can still take care of yourself and you can still take care of your kids and you can still have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season. All can be true at the same time. So when we're making plans, when we're choosing things, when there's big stuff happening, or even just like there's like stressful stuff happening in your life, we have to factor in the toll that that takes and make decisions around that to take care of ourselves and to take care of our kids. The negative consequences when we ignore that over time really escalate and cause so much more damage over time. And so learning how to take responsibility for your energy levels and for your children, mentoring them and modeling that for them and giving ourselves that time to, to relax and rest and recharge and recuperate over time is going to 
help you have the most rich and fulfilling life because you actually take care of yourself and you have your own back through stresses. And it's extra important when you have a child with special needs, when you have a child that has extra struggles and has a neurodivergent brain and, and has some disability in their, in how they are able to regulate. This is what comes with having a child like this. And it still can be wonderful. It can be an amazing experience. In fact, sometimes it teaches us the biggest lessons for realizing what, how much we can handle and, and how much we don't want to handle. It can be a, a, a real gift actually to ourselves and to them. So I hope you find this helpful. And then in the third part of this series, I have some, some more things to help you with this, to, to help reduce stress and actually really enjoy the things that you want to be able to enjoy the most. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Autism and Neurodiversity with Jason and Debbie. If you want to learn more about our work, come visit us at jasondebbie.com. That's J-A-S-O-N-D-E-B-B-I-E.com. com.